Hey there, and welcome to the Love, Laugh, Let It Go podcast. I'm Lindsay, and if you're anything like me, you've let perfectionism, timelines, and the opinions of others control your life and hold you back. Yikes. Girl, it's time to change that, and I'm so glad you're here. On this podcast, we're all about loving ourselves, laughing as we figure life out, and letting things go that stand in the way of living the lives we've dreamed of. So let's freaking go as we love, laugh, and let it go together. Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Love, Laugh, Let It Go podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about what we're talking about this week because it came to me this weekend while I was running. So this weekend, I did a 10K and a half marathon back-to-back days, and I do a lot of thinking and a lot of processing when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I've come up with what I think is a really cool analogy for life and giving yourself permission to just show up and do your best and reevaluate as needed. And yeah, so we'll get into that, but I'll catch you up on the last week. It'll take about a minute because it's been pretty low key. Uh, Jules, my adorable miniature golden doodle. She got groomed, so she no longer looks like a black mop and has eyes again. It's fantastic. Um, and let's see, what else happened this week? Um, I got drinks with some coworkers, so that was fun. Um, and I hung out with my boyfriend, and yeah, work has just been crazy. And then this past weekend, I ran a 10K and a half marathon. So it's Monday, I know. It's very weird. I'm starting to record these on Monday Uh, And I usually record podcasts on Tuesday. So now when I'm doing this recap, even though I recorded last week's episode on Monday too, I just like feel like not as much time has passed. Anyway, that's my brain. So there's that. But what I want to talk to you about is how sometimes showing up and doing your best when you're scared is the best you can do. And there are many reasons for this, but let me set the scene for you. So If you have listened for a while, you know that I love, love, love the Disney Princess Weekend, Run Weekend. It happens in February. And the first year I did it was 2020, right before COVID, and I did the half marathon distance. And I just thought it was so cool. I had such a great time. The energy was fantastic. Couldn't wait to do it again. And then, of course, COVID happened, so 2021 didn't happen. And, and then 2022, I decided, you want to know what? I'm going to take this a step further because I really love medals and I really love fun. And you may or may not agree with me, but, you know, I decided I should sign up to do the challenge, which was a 10K on a Saturday and a half marathon on a Sunday. You might be thinking to yourself, Lindsay, running is not fun. You want to know what? You're kind of correct. But I was running through Disney and I got to do it in sparkles and I got to run through the castle and like all of these things that bring me such joy that outweigh the fact that running itself isn't super fun. Okay, so I've done that in 2022 and then in 2023, so this past February, I did it again with my friend Christina. She joined me and I feel like this podcast is going to become the Love, Laugh, Let It Go podcast featuring a mention of my friend Christina because she just comes up a lot. But anyway, so it was super fun to be able to share that experience with somebody. 
So let's rewind again. So I hope you're staying with me and following. So St. Pete, which is where I live in Florida, does a run fest event and it's super fun. This was my first week or first year rather doing it. I had signed up to do it in 2022. However, I had to work. And when I signed up to do it in 2022, I was like, I love a good challenge. So let's see what kind of challenge we can get ourselves into this year. So when I signed up, I signed up for, I think it's called the Tortuga Triple. So it's a 10K followed by a 5K on Saturday. And then on Sunday, it's a half marathon. I was like, this sounds great. I get three, three medals, 5K, 10K, half marathon, and then a fourth medal as like the challenge medal, right? So cool. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Okay. So, um, you know, when registration came open for 2023, I had this little come to Jesus moment where like running a 10K followed by a 5K on one day and then running a half marathon the next day just didn't sound fun anymore. And maybe I didn't need four medals and three would suffice. Okay. So I signed up for the 10K and the half marathon. Cool. Great. I have done that before. I've done that twice before. We're golden. Golden. Okay. So (laughs) this past weekend rolls around and I'm feeling pretty good about the 10K. I had convinced my boyfriend that he should also run the 10K. So I was feeling really good about that. I was really excited to be able to share that experience with him. So we showed up on Saturday morning, ready to run. I was hyping him up. He was hyping me up. We had great energy going into this 10K race. So for the first two-ish miles, we were running together. And my boyfriend has like naturally a faster pace than I do. So I felt like I was holding him back. So I was like, you go, run ahead, have fun. I'll see you at the finish line. And so he reluctantly (laughs) continued on and I was running and things were fine. Things were good, whatever. I ended up catching up with him at about mile five. Saturday was really hot and he has never run 6.2 miles consecutively Um, I think the most he'd ever run consecutively was five miles, and that was a while ago. Um, He'd never done a race before, and so it was a learning experience for him. In addition to the fact that he had been sick like the week leading up to it and had just started to get over that, and he didn't sleep well the night before. So I caught up with him at mile five. We finished the race together, and all in all, had a great day, grabbed brunch afterwards, walked the dogs, had a low key, very mellow day. As the day went on, I was like, wow, that 10K was really kind of hard. It was hot. It was humid. And I don't know if I want to do the half marathon tomorrow. And all, like I said, all of this stuff just started flowing into my head. I'm like, oh, like that was only 6.2 miles. Tomorrow is 13.1 miles. Like, I just, I am not feeling it. I don't think I can do it. I had a few friends message me being like, how are you feeling about tomorrow? I'm like, honestly, I'm terrified. Like I know I have done a 10K and a half marathon back to back before, but something about going into this half marathon, I just, I had these thoughts in my head that I'm like, I'm not even gonna finish this thing. 
Maybe I just won't go. Like, who cares? Girl math. I paid for this like in 2020, beginning of 2022, deferred because of work. So 2023, like, who cares? Like, nobody cares. I'm just not going to go. But that's just not how I am either. So, of course, I decided to go. All right. Like I said, this episode is all about showing up when you're scared. I think, you know, you and I have done a good job determining that I was terrified going into Sunday morning. And let's talk about some of the reasons why I was terrified, right? So the 10K I had done, it started at 7 a.m. When I do the Disney princess runs, those start at 5 a.m. So even being in a later corral, you're usually starting between like 5.30 and 5.45 a.m., which means the sun is not up yet. Thank you to Daylight Savings Time. The sun rises in St. Petersburg, Florida at about 6.45 in the morning. So the sun will have risen by the time I started this half marathon at 7 a.m. The humidity on Sunday was high, very high. I was sweating before we even started. That's not usually a good sign. In addition to that, I had run the 6.2 miles the day prior in the sunshine, so I already kind of knew what to expect, except I was running more than twice that distance. That wasn't that wasn't feeling appealing. In addition to that, I you know, haven't really trained for these things. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I get myself into these running challenges without really training. Recommended? No. Is that what I do? Yes. That's just how my brain works. I have this unbelievable ability, also a little bit delusional that I can do anything. So I don't train for these things. I should also note that I am signed up for a full marathon in January. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. (laughs) And so those things going into this, I was just having a lot of fear and all of this stuff. So I had set a goal, right? Back last month, I ran a half marathon and I think my time was like two hours and 52 minutes. And that half marathon, the weather was honestly perfect but there were a lot of hills involved. We were running over bridges. So I was like, surely I can do this half marathon more quickly because I don't have to run up these bridges like I did last month. So I set a goal to run this in two hours and 45 minutes that morning. Okay. Let's talk about some things before we continue. Based on my previous experiences with half marathons, I was like, Two hours and 45 minutes sounds like a reasonable goal. I have done that untrained. Cool. Here's what I didn't take into consideration. How much the heat and humidity would impact me. That, my friends, was completely out of my control. I couldn't do anything about that. I had also run a 10K the day before. That, yes, while being in my control, also... I had exhausted some of my, you know, endurance, if you will. And it was a previous commitment that I had made, right? And so a previous action was impacting my current action on this Sunday. 
All right. And then, like I said, I hadn't really trained for this. So I was very unprepared and I wasn't taking into account the different variables that were going on. In this case, daylight, temperature, and humidity. All right. So I start running this half marathon. Honestly, I start out pretty strong. I start out at the usual pace that I start out at a half marathon. And for the first five-ish miles, I'm doing pretty well. Mile five, I start to like be like, oh, this isn't great. Mile six, I'm like, I am not feeling this. Come mile seven, I'm like, this sucks. This honestly is terrible. And so I slowed down my pace entirely. I should also mention that at about the three hour, or sorry, three mile mark, the two hour and 45 minute pace group caught up to me. So I was like, okay, I got to kind of stay paced with these people if I want to finish in two hours and 45 minutes. And I think I did that until about mile five. Like I said, then I started to fall off and I started to be like, okay, listen to your body. Pushing yourself is a good thing. But if you're pushing yourself to a point where it means that you might injure yourself, that might not be a good idea. So I listened to my body and I slowed down and I accepted the fact that I might have to reevaluate that two hour and 45 minute goal because that goal was based on a series of expectations that I had based on prior completions, I guess, but with different variables at play. Okay. I keep running. And then come about mile eight-ish, I realize that my legs are chafing. This has never happened to me, ever, as I've been running these races. And I was like, crap, like this is, this is going to suck because I'm at mile eight, which means I still have 5.2 miles to go. Cool. So <laughs> I slow down a little bit more. And then... I continue running. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. And then at about mile nine, between mile eight and nine, the three hour pace group catches up with me. And I was like, wow, okay. I thought I was a little bit further ahead than this, but okay. And I mean, they started a little bit behind me, but there's only like 2000 people in this entire race. So they didn't start that far behind me. I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep pace with the three hour time group. And I did that for a while and then I let them go and I, they didn't get that far ahead of me, but they were in the distance. So I was like, all right, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. While this is all going on, I'm also having some lower back pain, which I've never experienced during a run. I have experienced knee pain during a run before, which thankfully didn't happen this race, but all of a sudden I'm experiencing lower back pain and I'm like, why? Well, my friends, maybe this is an overshare. I don't know. But I'm supposed to start my period within the next five or six days. And sometimes with that comes mild lower back pain. Well, when you've run a 10K the day before and you're in the middle of a half marathon, um, apparently mm, the back pain can come on a little early. And I'm sure some of that is unrelated and just impact. But whatever, I'm not a sports like physical therapist or anything like that. So I'm kind of making this all up, but I'm attributing that lower back pain to my menstrual cycle because that doesn't generally happen to me when I run. Anyway, I end up finishing the race in 
just under three hours. I think my official time was like two hours, 58 minutes, and I don't know, 27 seconds. I'm making up the seconds part. But needless to say, it was not my best performance. And to keep myself going on this race, I just had to keep reminding myself, like, even though you have done this thing before, this type of challenge before, the circumstances are different than they've been in the past. And some of that stuff is within your control and some of that stuff is not. So in this case, the things that were not in my control were the heat and humidity and the lower back pain that came on. Like I can't control my menstrual cycle and the symptoms that come with that. If I could, I a hundred percent would. And if I knew how to do that, I am pretty positive. I would be so rich because every female in existence who has a menstrual cycle would be asking for my advice. And, uh, that just hasn't happened yet. So those things were out of my control. The fact that I had run the 6.2 miles the day prior, a hundred percent in my control. However, it was like a previous commitment that was impacting my performance the following day. And again, things that were out of my control in that race were the heat and humidity. So my body was adjusting and reacting accordingly. Uh, the fact that I hadn't trained, that was on me. I was underprepared and I was underprepared for endurance running in this type of heat and humidity. And the chafing that was happening, well, that was unexpected, but they do say you should never wear anything new on race day. And even though I had worn the same style of running shorts the day before, uh, that was 6.2 miles. The next day was 13.1. And, you know, things start to maybe feel different after extended periods of time. So a little bit in my control, but unexpected. And I really was thinking I was going to be fine. All of this to say that sometimes you have to adjust things that are out of your control or that you can no longer do anything about to get to the end result. And sometimes that end result looks different than what you anticipated it would. And no matter how you reach that end result, I think if you reach an end result that is favorable, whether that is, you know, within the goal or not, if you achieve that thing, you should still be really freaking proud of yourself. And that was a mindset that I had to like come to as I was doing this half marathon on Sunday, right? Started out feeling really strong, but terrified. And then as it went on, I just had to listen to my body. Just like sometimes when you're doing things, you have to listen to your body or you have to readjust to the circumstance and, you know, come up with a new game plan. I I could go on about the game plans that I had. Like at first it was just you know, keep a steady pace the whole time. Like I usually do. And then it was like, that's not working because I am way too hot for this. And it is way too humid. And no. So then I was like, I'm going to walk during, um, wow. Why am I forgetting? Like not the chorus of songs. So I don't know I, my brain is not working, but <laughs> I was only going to run during the chorus of the songs. And then even that sometimes was too much. So then I just totally was listening to my body and then was trying to keep up with base groups. And there was a lot at play. What I'm trying to say is you sometimes have to readjust your strategy to get 
to the end. And so long as you get to the end, whatever that might look like, there is always reason to celebrate. And I think it's also important to note that sometimes just starting without actually getting to the end for whatever reason, because you've had to readjust so much is also okay. Because starting and showing up says a lot about your character. So whether you have to readjust or you have to stop for some reason, right? Like if I had gotten to any point in that race and experienced heat exhaustion or experienced some type of injury and I had to stop, I still showed up despite the fact that I was terrified and was not excited at all. But I had made a commitment to myself and I wanted to honor that commitment. So I showed up despite the fact that I was terrified and readjusted and re-strategized as I went until I, you know, finally reached the finish line. And I think that says a lot about life too. You can make commitments to yourself and you should honor those. Like you are worth honoring the commitments that you make. But sometimes to get to the end result, you have to readjust and you have to re-strategize and things don't always look the way you thought they would. And that is okay. So long as you are really keeping the promises that you make to yourself and staying true to who you are and what you want. But reevaluating and re-strategizing is always, always, always going to be okay. And you just have to listen to your body and understand that you know what is best for you. Sometimes you have to lean on other people to get there. And let me tell you, I was leaning on other people whether they knew it or not. (laughs) Those pace groups, uh, random spectators that were cheering, like I was getting energy anywhere I could. And I didn't mention the spectators and the volunteers that were there, but like, if you've ever done an endurance run, I think you can understand the need for those people to kind of give you that pick me up. And again, I think that's very similar to life. Like there's people who help give you energy and help support you and help you feel singing and all of these things. So you can't do things alone and you have to re-strategize and readjust. That's that's the episode, guys. So with that, I'm going to leave you with what I always leave you with. And that is, girl, I love you. I believe in you. And you are so worthy of living a life that you are ridiculously happy with. So honor your commitments, readjust and re-strategize as necessary. And I can't wait to see you and cheer you on at your finish line. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you would share it on Instagram and tag me at lovelaughlins so we can connect. Until next time, keep loving, laughing, and letting it go.